0: The Impact Power Sports Studio. Uh, it is the Eric Saint Show podcast. Underway, rolling, not happy with that camera angle. I'm going to do this all again because I suck. Aha. Uh, daily show where I describe news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. All right. Yeah, shit's getting weird around here. All it takes is one little issue, like I was describing on my little preview because I'm starting late today by 20 minutes because, uh, whatever, something bad on the technology front. So I reached out to my, uh, my pals, my pals over at Blue Frost IT. I go, yeah, I'm pretty sure my, uh, external hard drive is, uh, just not behaving well. Darla smashed into the um, little spot where I have it and it it tumbled to the floor. My mistake. So I don't dare even look at it because and I don't even know what's causing what I, I really couldn't tell you. But everything on this damn tech setup has gotten what was lightning fast Is now slow in 1997, and I'm like, oh fuck! I don't, I don't, you know, I am absolutely dependent on lightning fast responses whenever I hit a function on this uh, IT setup, and so I'm like, fuck! This is, uh, this is seriously, this is, this is a problem. I when it starts to eat into my time like that. I'm like, no way. Uh, Mike says, is it a solid state drive or a disc? It's a solid state drive, but it's old. It's got a ton of memory in it. And um, I've probably only used like a third of it, of the space in it, because it's like a, a terabyte or something like that, which is just an ungodly amount of space. But it, uh, like I said, it's probably five, six years old. So I went ahead and got a new one. I ordered a new one and then I'm going to do a data transfer, everything that's on that one onto the new one. What I noticed is, I mean, my God, the new one that's going to arrive tomorrow is, oh fuck. It is uh, super thin, super small and four times the capacity four terabytes now if in five years of podcasting i've used up a quarter of what i have on it that means that the one that i purchased yesterday for like a hundred bucks i don't think i'll ever need another one again unless if darla eats it and uh Remarkably improved in structure, how it's built, and uh, capacity. I mean, I'm coming up on uh, five years of podcasting. I have uh, 1,203 shows as of today. So, my God, I mean, how much longer do you think I'll do this? Let's say I go another 15 years. I'm still gonna have plenty of space on that fucking thing that I just bought. What's gonna happen um, at some point when I hang up my headphones? You know, uh there's gonna be all this equipment here with all of this audio. Now, in my mind, my family's gonna be like, oh, this is. Precious archive material of our sweet father. Okay, let's say I go 15 more years. That would be another 1,203 shows times three. Okay, so let's just do 1,203 times four. When I'm ready to hang it up, it would be at my 4,812th show. It's amazing. I needed a calculator to do that. So 4,812 shows, and you go, oh, God, this is precious material of dad. At two hours a show, that's 9,624 hours of me talking into this microphone. Divided by 24, that's 401 straight days. Let's sit around for 24 hours a day, Jim, Jack, Maddie, and watch... Listen to dad for 401 straight days. Oh my God. They're just going to take it and throw it away. When I was growing up, there was um, some archive footage of me with my dad and my mom and my brothers, real uh, movies, you know, like they would shoot on like a, like a super eight camera or whatever the fuck. And I remember when I was a kid growing up, dad would put the, uh, the movie onto the projector and we would watch home movies that didn't have sound. And I would kill to have that material right now. And this is why, um, this is one of the things about divorce that's really a bummer because something happened along the way. I think my mom... She got pretty, my mom, I know when my mom and dad split was super pissed. Okay. If you were to get your hands on photo albums that were in my mom's possession after my mom and dad got divorced, she went ahead and removed the pictures from the photo albums and with scissors cut my dad out of them. And then put them back in the thing, or she would rip the photo, like rip him out when she was really pissed off. Instead of a nice clean cut, she would just shh, rip it out. If there's imagery of any of uh, my family members on my dad's side, like my my aunt or my uh, or my grandma on my dad's side, she ripped that fucking thing out. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, she was pissed, you know, I, I don't, I don't falter, you know, I mean, God knows that what that must've felt like. So I'm reasonably sure she had like a bonfire of, uh, old picture scraps, clothes, clothes and, uh, any type of belongings of my dad's and, and, uh, video or yeah, video. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Movies, home movies. Not really, but um, they they did vanish from the face of the earth. And I would occasionally like wander as I when I grew up, you know, I'm older. I decided I I need to go ahead and try to find these videos. So I'd wander down in uh, in the basement of the house that I grew up in, and I'm like trying to find them, and uh, I I I never got up the energy. The courage to say, hey, mom, uh, some videos of dad. Man, I tell you what, this poor woman was so jilted. If you ever want to see somebody get, I mean, a mood go from, I mean, she could be having a great day, my dearly departed mother. And all you had to do was say his name. And she's like, oh, my God. Now, a lot of you probably have seen pictures of my dad and I together. And, uh, well, there's a real, um, there's a resemblance. I look like a younger version of my dad. (laughs) That might have something to do with occasionally, um, Mom would want to beat my ass. And God, I don't blame her. I think actually in this picture that you're seeing right now, he looks younger than I do. Holy shit. Uh, That man, my sweet dad, will be with us in like 30 minutes for yet another edition of Dear Meathead. So I want you to send a question along. Eric at EricZaneshow.com or whatever you want to ask dad about. Um, all right. Amy says, I, well, when I was a teen, I cut my dad out of a bunch of pictures back in the day. Yeah, that's the shit that you do when you're pissed. And then whenever you do something that you're pissed about, you always look back and go, ah, oh, God. I guess maybe not. It depends on how long you stay pissed off for. Amanda says, I try to keep everything. Only thing I'm pissed I don't have is the videotape of the birth of my daughter taken from my perspective, of course. She says, that's gone. Uh, That's a bummer. So like you said, from your perspective, does that mean like um, uh, while Mariah is, you know, joining us here in the world, from her the cozy confines of your womb from your perspective does that mean you were like you had a video camera on your arm and the doctor's going push breathe and you're going whoosh, 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 whoosh. Ooh, oh, ah, hey bribes get out of my get out of my vet uh Amanda has clarified and her words, no, no vag. Now, is that no vag or no, not from my shoulder, from, from my vag? I'm, I'm not clear. I was assuming it was from, like, uh, when you said your perspective, from, like, your eyes, you can see the doctors, like, birthing the child. I didn't suspect it was actually uh, imagery of your reproductive organs all dilated in the head of your child flying through your hoo-ha. Uh, she's Amanda says, no, it was dumb shit's mom at my shoulder. Now that's what I suspected, but I didn't, the only thing I wasn't sure of is if, uh, you were the one actually shooting the video. I was going to say if, If you were the person holding the video camera, and it was probably an old school camera at the time, that would have been fantastically strong if you're shooting the video. Uh, Thank God, though, that they didn't take. uh, I wonder if that's ever happened. Like a mom and dad were like, okay, we want the birth of our child, but we want you to shoot video of the business end. I was just talking with uh, one of my family members about old videos. And we have a lot of old videos. And um, I, I've talked about this before. I genuinely don't really seek those out and try to watch them. I, have a, uh, I, I get a desperate, anxious feeling. And it makes me very sad when I watch video of different stages of my kid's life or me more. So my kid's life. When I see them when they're little kids. I don't know why I just, I guess if uh, I walked into a room and Diana was watching those or something like that, which doesn't happen, but if it did, I would, I, then I would watch it, but I just get a sense that, um, maybe the, um, passage of time and age, And my um, mortality, it just wrecks me. It just cuts right to the bone every time. So I, I, I genuinely and generally do not watch those. I've got stacks and stacks of tape. Amanda says that her best friend did do a camera shot of the business end of the birthing. Talk about never wanting to have a kid again. I actually think on a, like on a science level, like seeing the birthing of a child is, is quite outstanding, especially if you're the type of person, um, like some people are really into like, uh, uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, you know, and, and, Something about those videos, people like, they, they, just, they use the word it's satisfying to see this big mass of infection come flying out of a hole in someone's skin, and then the, the gaping bullet wound that's there after Dr. Pimple Popper has done her thing. Now, I can't do that. I, that is not my thing. But I would think that people who do do that would like watch a video of a baby flying out of the baby maker and go, yeah, oh, my God, that's awesome. Maureen says, I got to see my middle son's birth. As you know, Maureen is a mother of blacks. She uh, adopted her children. I uh, refer to my uh, uh, buddy Jimmy as uncle of blacks because his, uh, his nephew and niece are African-American. So I refer to him as uncle of blacks, and he refers to me as father of gay. Maureen is also a mother of blacks. Uh, she says it was so, so amazing, and then his birth mom let me cut the cord. Incredible. Aram says, the worst is a home video with the song Memories from the play Cats in the background. Oh, you're not kidding. Or it's, uh, and then Amanda says, Aram, it's called Memory. Okay, great. Brandis says, I had a friend going to school to be a midwife. who also took a handful of picks from the business end while I was birthing my daughter just as her head was coming out. Yeesh. Uh, Maureen says actually a mother of biracials, actually two out of three sons. Well, you're going to have to take that up with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes uh, is known as a black quarterback, but his mother is white and his father is black. So Patrick Mahomes' mother essentially coined the term mother of blacks. I don't hear Patrick Mahomes' mother saying Patrick Mahomes is biracial. We're all biracial. But black is cooler. You need to embrace the blackness there, Maureen. I don't understand this comment. Amy, these are Amy's words. Now, there's got to be some reason... I mean, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Amy says, a mother of blacks? Oh, my. Mo, you are a saint to roll with all that. What the fuck are you talking about? What you talking about, Amy? Is, are you implying that black people are harder to raise than white people? Please clarify. Amanda says something that I don't agree with. Obviously a joke. She says, yeah, Maureen, it gives you the privilege of being able to say the N-word. If you know, you know. Chris says, mine is weird because my dad is that tough guy. But in the video, I'm about six months old and he's using that baby talk voice. Maureen says, I am a mother of three sons. I don't care what color they are. Well, I know. I never, I didn't imply that you didn't. I was just using that as a joke. I was trying to establish background for audience members. Linda says she doesn't want to be like that dickhead's mom. Uh, Rebecca says my son is biracial. In America's eyes, he is black. Honestly, what it boils down to, I think, is what traits are the ones that give the outward appearance like my wife when she was dating the guy that black dude adam back in the day if they had kids and the kid came out ginger haired boy that would have made a hell of a um head of a uh, hell of an interesting child that guy was as black as this cell phone case or my or my uh, hoodie that i'm wearing and diana who uh irish redhead is the fairest of the fair. That might have been one. She might have had one of those redheaded albino kids that can't go out in the sun or can't go out at night. They just have to stay in all the time. Or maybe it's some type of superpower. Rebecca is married to, a, to an African-American gentleman. His name is Kevin. He's super sweet. Amy clarifies. She says, no, I meant it like she's rolling with your funny comment. That's better. That's, that's what I suspected. I couldn't, you see, I just read into stuff poorly. You would never say anything. There is not a single bit of your essence, one iota of your soul, that would ever even um, suggest that there would be anything silly like that. It's absolutely not possible. Uh, I quoted Maureen earlier, and I said, I am a mother of three sons. I don't care what color they are. Maureen clarifies. She says, I didn't say it in that tone, silly. All right. Um, I got a doozy of a kick in the head when I was uh, laying in bed last night. I made the mistake. Sometimes I do this. I just ask for it. Um, occasionally, my confidence wanes, and I'm like, all right, what I've been doing for almost five years sucks. Everybody hates it. You're a failure. Uh, I'm talking to myself. Uh, Why don't you fuck off for being so shitty? And then I will get confirmation on that exact thing. Now. A couple weeks ago, after publishing another edition of Who Are These Free Beers, which was an absolutely outrageous romp and a glorious success, I made some comments. It was after uh, Greg was gaslighting Kelly. Someone on the Free Beer and Hot Wings subreddit, which, seriously, I'm banned, and they're not supposed to talk about me on that. A lot of those people... A lot of those folks on there hate me, but in this particular thread, it was kind of mixed. There was plenty of people who were saying, no, you're getting it all wrong because people were um, uh, bashing me over dogging free beer, dogging their show, which is a a target rich environment these days. I mean, seriously, I, I get so much material out of that show. Um, and so someone asked, why does Zane even uh, do this? Why is it? Why does he talk about this? And truth be told, a it's fun. B I make money, um, and that's pretty much it. Okay, it's Ben and I have a great time. We Ben and I are reviewing a, a one of those shows um, is uh, like a highlight of our week. And a lot of what we do on there, we get tipped off that something weird happened, or something stupid, or pointless, or not funny or not well thought out or not executed or awkward or something like that comes from their subreddit, their audience pissed off about this thing or that thing that kind of gets our ears uh, perked up and we go, all right, let's check that out. Okay. Yeah. That was crazy. They talked for 30 minutes about a candle recall or they talked uh, for 25 minutes About uh, how to load the dishwasher. These are all actual things that have happened on that show. That when I say them. It sounds like I'm just making this up. And that didn't really happen. But these are actual moments that happened on the show. There was the one about. Hey guys let's break it down. What are we talking about today? Well I've got a series of. Yelp reviews. On our national parks. And. Uh. The big problem with that show is that someone is saying, hey, let's do this. This is a great segment. I know we're going to have fun reading Yelp reviews from our national parks. Just saying that is more entertaining than the entire segment. How would you feel if on my show... I said to you, okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's time for me to break down some Yelp reviews on the national parks. And I read you shit that people wrote about our national parks. You would hate me. The uh, uh, three or four dozen people that pay attention to me live every day would, it'd be zero. You wouldn't give a shit. Holy fuck. Dave says, easy. I'd say you belong on public radio. If you did that, that is uh formerly known as mediocrity. Dave changes his name to public radio. Dave. Mike in Massachusetts says, um, I'm just saying, I've been looking forward to being off this week so I can finally watch this live. Glad you're here. Mike. Molly. 39351 says, How long have you been streaming? Must be a new person. Welcome. Um, this I am going on um five years of doing my show. Not all of it on Twitch, though. Probably like um this is my third year on Twitch, I would think. Borculo Josh says, Is this always choppy live? Don't know. Um, I don't know if you're the only one. This is that's the first thing I've heard about that today. Aram asks, I don't understand how anyone could ask the question of why he does a show mocking their show. Like how does anybody ask that, hey, why does Eric do a show mocking their show? Are they seriously asking that question or just starting a discussion? Well, people don't like it that I do that. And they they get they get upset at that. Holly says, I am new uh, from Tyler Glenn's raid a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. One of my favorite people on the planet, that Tyler Glenn. Love that man. In beautiful Winnipeg, Manitoba. Well, anyway, the reason why I brought this up is because I'm laying in bed, and these two hit me right between the eyes. Like I said, I'm a sensitive idiot who I shouldn't be looking at this. Okay, I mean, I've been doing this long enough now that I should be able to process that, hey, you're going to be able to do this until you just quit or die. You could seriously do this forever. You have a product that is brand new every day because it's different thoughts coming through your brain, leaving your mouth, going into the microphone, and for some fucking reason... Enough people pay attention that you can, uh, make a living doing it. Congrats. Now get over it, Eric, and understand that no matter what the big, bad people on the internet say about you, it's going to be fine. Quit being such a pussy all the time when you read these things and, uh, let them get into your head. So I read these two last night. I did the exact opposite. I, they get into my head and I'm like, Oh fuck shit. Try to fall asleep, get frustrated. Time passes, I wake up here, and I'm like, ah, why was I even bothered by these assholes? This guy writes, first of all, D. Squarius Green Jr. is a name I do recognize as a regular listener of this show, and he was contributing to that post about why does ZZ, uh make fun of free beer and hot wings? I mean, why? how come he can't get over it? D. Squarius writes, easy as his own podcast now it's pretty good and more akin to what I, i'm putting the tone in it's pretty good and more akin to what the uh old free Bear and hot wings show used to be like i listen to it instead of free Bear and hot wings now now whenever i i see that someone suggests that i don't think they mean like um how it sounds because when you're a, a one man show monologuing for however long I do every day comparing to an ensemble cast, there is no comparison. You can't, you can't say, I mean, it's completely different. So I guess I would need a little bit more clarification as to what D is green junior means, but it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that if he had to choose between one show or the other, he's picking mine. So that's all I care about. This guy follows up, and this dude, I recognize the name, has hated me forever. He writes, Zane's listeners always claiming, quote, his podcast is what the show used to be, unquote, is hilarious to me. Now this is funny, actually. I actually find this funny now. I'm less hurt, more laughing. Only in the sense that Zane gets confused and flies off the handle and calls people bitch. (laughs) Otherwise, it's an old man alone in an attic getting distracted by his dogs while he tells boring stories about (laughs) grocery shopping and working six jobs. It's nothing like the show in its heyday now wait a minute now let me just say if i am telling a story about grocery shopping something interesting better come out of that story and if i am talking about working six jobs again something interesting has to come out of that perhaps that what that guy is saying is actually what the previous guy was suggesting About like it's the old show because that's all I did when I was on that show. Oh my God, you won't believe what happened to me at the store. Oh my God, you won't believe what I ran into. Holy shit, I couldn't believe what I saw. That's always been my bread and butter. And then this asshole, so that asshole says that. And then this asshole follows up and says... Yeah, I agree. I had I had heard this take enough times about EZ's show reminding them of Freebird and Hot Wings before he left. So I heard that enough that I gave his show an honest listen. And I'm reading that and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'm such a fucking simpleton. Maybe this guy's gonna love me. That's where my brain goes. I am an absolute Neanderthal when it comes to emotions. Um. here she follows up. I've been listening to free beer and hot wings since 2008. So it was exciting to hear Zane capture that old feel. According to some, even though he was easily my least favorite of the old show, the idea that his new show or this show is like how their show used to be. Couldn't be further from the truth. It's nothing like the old show. Because there's no one there to balance out Zane's crotchety, angry, and offensive just to be offensive demeanor. So instead, it just sounds like an eighth grade locker room with one (laughs) vehemently jealous dick who can't shut up about his ex. It's honestly and objectively terrible. So I'm fucking reading that. And I'm like, oh, fucking dick. I actually was able to go to sleep, okay? It wasn't that big of a deal. I'm not that much of a pussy. But I was like, god damn it. And I wake up today, and I see it again, and I go, now it's funny. Now I can actually roll with it. Um, Mike writes this. I was just thinking this yesterday. I listened to... The Patreon segment, something to listen to while I'm away, and the old show when you were on it more closely fits that format format than the current Freeburn Hot Wings. Okay, my show now more closely fits old Freeburn Hot Wings. That's what you were thinking. That's interesting. Aram says, "I think they mean that." Eric Zane sounds the same as he used to, while all the other cast members from the old show sound worse than they used to. He might be meaning that. Chris says, fuck them if they can't take a joke. Public Radio Dave says, it's pretty sad when Bob and Tom, which they used to make fun of, become more outrageous than Free and Howlings, but I'd still rather be here than listen to either one of them. Thank you. You know, sometimes... uh, my weak brain needs those affirmations. I am an absolute disaster. There's, there's no question. I am, my uh, uh, ego is very fragile, uh, juvenile to some degree, not that mature. And so that means a lot when I see that. So thank you. All right. I am four minutes away from dad for Dear Meathead, and I have a lot of work to do before I can bring him in. First off, for those of you watching on Facebook X and YouTube, I must send you on your way. Thank you so much. Follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Tomorrow I will feature another edition of something to listen to while I'm away because uh, I will be traveling. In fact, after today, um, you won't hear from, you won't have a fresh show until Tuesday. What with... um. New Year's Day on Monday. All right. Thank you so much, folks. I appreciate you on uh, Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can go to Twitch and get the rest of the show live. There's still plenty more show, including Dear Meathead. So download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane Live, and you can check out the rest of the show. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They are amazing. Thank you so much. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. No one sponsoring the YouTube. That's for sale. That is for sale. And as I mentioned, the show originates in the Impact Power Sports Studio. Thank you so much. Um, all right. The opening live stream of today's show. Brought to you by the Grand Rapids Gold. How about that? Grand Rapids Gold basketball. They get back at it January 2nd. Get tickets for as low as 12 bucks at grandrapidsgold.com. $2 beers, $2 dogs every Thursday and Friday. Friday is college night. We seem to have more people at those games then. Grandrapidsgold.com if you want to see basketball. I am down courtside right at center court with the PA uh, duties. Inspired by one Ken Calvert. More on that in a bit. But uh, come see me at the Grand Rapids Gold game. I'd love to interact with you. Rebecca and Kevin came to see me. Rebecca, does Kevin listen? Because I find that a lot of times I only have one of two people listening. A lot of times if there's a husband and wife team, I don't know why it is, but only one will listen. Anyway, grandrapidsgold.com. Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage at 231-332-6505. Inviting you to reach out to Mario from anywhere in the U.S. when you are ready to uh, get the info that you need about getting pre-approved for a mortgage. My God, it's uh, been quite some time. The rates have been going up, up, up. And now they're going to start going down, down, down. It's going to be a great year this year so get your ducks in a row and reach out to mario today nmls number 3035 their phone number 231-332-6505 thank you to rick at tc paintball we have a uh, a paintball war coming up january 21 that's paintball war number 23 that we have going on and i want to see you there at tc paintball reach out to me eric at Ericsancho.com. If you want to RSVP, otherwise book your own event today at TC paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Rebecca says hubby does not listen. If you talked about sports all day, he would. Okay. Gotcha. Cole says my wife does not listen, but she does not get jokes. So it makes sense. She doesn't get jokes. Well, not everything I say is a joke. I'm storytelling. Uh, Mike wanted to clarify. For context and what I was saying, the old version of Freebird and Hot Wings usually started with a personal story followed by an editorial on politics news. You still do that. I see. Those fucks play games. Yeah, they don't, they wouldn't dare. They've taken out all of the interesting things on that show. Everything on that show that was interesting is gone. Um, And I'm not just saying me or uh, when Joe wasn't a retard, Joe. I'm talking about the mentality, what they talk about, the choices of things that they speak on. It's all kicker stories and shit ripped off the internet. That I mean, any fucking idiot can do that. Jesus. Mr. Maureen doesn't listen, as you know, and he called you a dipshit the other day. Now, I'm curious. That's fine. What what was the uh, uh, pretext? What, what precipitated Mr. Maureen referring to your old pal EZ as a dipshit? Now, that I want to know. That's interesting to me. Uh, Brandis says, my husband doesn't even know who you are. Laugh my ass off. Well, why does he have a sensibility where you just know that he would not like this brand of, um, uh, conversation that I have the things I talk about. I'm very, I'm not just, I'm not even being snarky and trying to, I'm actually genuinely curious to what goes on, um, on your end. When it comes to your old pal EZ. So respond, Maureen. I need to know why he called me a dipshit. And Brandis, I need to know why you're not even bothering. You're saying you're just, no, I'm not even going to introduce you to him. He's an asshole. Uh, You wouldn't say that. I know you love me. Come on. Um, All right. I'm going to bring in dad. Rebecca says, Kevin Love, you're announcing at the gold basketball games, though. I'm telling you, if Kevin listened to this show for five minutes, he'd fall in love with it. Danko says, my wife does not listen, but does laugh when I have the show on in the car. Maureen says, I was listening in the bedroom and the dog was outside the door. Um. And Maureen's husband said to the dog, I don't blame you for not going in there, Mocha. I don't like listening to that dipshit either. <laughs> um, Ashley says, my person loves easy. Brandis says he would not like it. So you you basically are just, you know his sensibility. He listens to music or podcasts talking about sports performance type stuff. He would not enjoy this at all. You see, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that if anyone listened to me for any amount of time, anyone in America, anyone, I would become a guilty pleasure to those That um, one would assume would not like me. It's impossible to resist my charms. And my humility. Let's bring in dad. Hello. Hello, dad. How are you? All right good mo- sound like the bottom of the well I, I sound like I'm in the bottom of a well yeah oh maybe uh maybe you maybe you hit the speaker button or something
1: maybe what
0: you know like on the phone there's a, a speaker phone
1: no he can hear you there, Ricky. I can hear you but it's oh is. oh okay oh hey, you know I can hear you well
0: Oh, okay, I don't know. I thought of maybe there's a volume or something. I, I I think we've had this happen once or twice before. Well, I don't know. Okay, uh, but but you can hear me, okay?
1: I hear you all right.
0: All right, I'm glad. I'm glad. How how are you, Dad?
1: I'm okay, honey. How about yourself?
0: Fantastic. Everybody sends their well wishes for the holiday season for you too. I'm sure. Yeah, all
1: the shenanigan is over. Uh, now
0: christmas is uh behind us i know you had everybody over that was always it's always a historically fun time isn't it yes uh i love that and then you've got new year's coming up are you oh, yeah <laughs> are you uh <laughs> are you uh, are you excited about ringing in the new year and you know i don't
1: get excited anymore It just it's just calm <laughs> you don't get excited anymore
0: no, I, I, mean, I don't go nuts. No, you don't. Well, I mean, that's probably uh, comes with age. I know I do the same thing. I, I, I tend to be a little bit more level-headed on that. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do anything crazy. And I know you no, don't either. I don't either.
1: It's normal. I get up, uh, sit up there on this chair, and get some calls, and you know, I, it's very really normal
0: okay so maybe like watch the ball drop uh you're yeah, not going crazy we,
1: used to, we did that every year right up until last year yeah i remember
0: yeah i remember back in the old days we would uh we'd roll in the new year and then we'd stay up for like four more hours till like the sun came
1: up yeah and i remember how you cooked
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> You
0: had a pot! Holy cow, big one! Oh, Lord. Those were those were uh, uh, crazy days, Dad, to say the least. Yes, yes. Uh, well, yes. I, I know it's going to be a great year for you in 2024. You and Joanne both. Um,
1: yeah, and I I know that's going to happen the
0: same to you. I hey, I'm always optimistic. I I've always got a a, a good attitude. I think that's, yeah, that's important.
1: That's a plus. Thank you
0: absolutely uh do you and joanne have have you ever heard of a uh, new year's resolution where you like uh you know maybe do something to establish a good habit you know some people lose yeah, I, some people lose weight
1: but i I don't make any resolutions no
0: no uh no like goals or anything you don't want to like climb mount everest or uh i don't know <laughs>
1: No, 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 no! And I just, <laughs> I, I just sit here and freeze.
0: Okay, so your New Year's resolution is be cold. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't think so.
0: All right, yeah. very good, very good. Uh, I've got some questions for you. Uh, Don has uh, he? He says, "I, dear Meathead and Joanne, I often look to you both for um, advice in these tricky situations." And uh, he says, now that Christmas has passed, um, how soon is too soon to start taking down Christmas decorations? All right, Joanne, help. Day after Christmas. Day after
1: Christmas, Joanne says. Well, that's interesting. I don't
0: understand the question at all. Well, what he wants to know is, you know how, like, um, in your house, you put up, like, a Christmas tree and uh, maybe put up the lights
1: yeah, yeah, we we actually took it down now. No, we didn't. We leave them up till till New Year's. Oh, she, she says we don't Oh, we put them up there till New Year's. Well, what do you think,
0: Dad? Should they? Uh, you know, as soon as Christmas is over, the family leaves the house. You take the tree and you throw it out.
1: Something like that.
0: <laughs> okay. So pretty soon after, you'd be you'd be okay with just getting rid, getting rid of that stuff.
1: Uh.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know what to say about that. Well, Don says he's always taken down the decorations as soon as possible, but he also says that his wife likes to keep things up. He wrote until March. Could you see yourself, Dad, having your Christmas tree up until uh, until March? Oh
1: my gosh, no! No, no way! <laughs> no, until March. Oh, no. holy cow i'm
0: guessing he's being he's being silly he's but uh and exaggerating but who knows
1: well yeah but yeah i i think he does too maybe i don't know but but it's just all right what the heck no, no. Uh, joan doesn't think that's the right thing to do. yeah
0: i don't know man i think if you leave it up that long i, I think you're uh, that that you know, I know Diana would be angry with me if we if I decided to leave yeah. the Christmas tree. I think it, I think she waits till like New Year's and then it comes down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joanna says, "What do say, honey? Time for the Easter Bunny." It's, it's for Easter Bunny.
0: There you go. <laughs> Easter Bunny's coming to town. Won't be long at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Mark writes, uh, "Dear Meathead, when you moved to Michigan, did you ever root for the college football teams, Michigan or Michigan State?"
1: Uh, actually, I belong to a soccer team. <laughs> That's not what they're asking you. They're asking you if you rooted for the. Well, yeah, you know
0: how, like, when you, uh... Repeat your question. Okay, so let's say you come to Michigan, you're very young, and then a bunch of the kids in Michigan who are your friends in Hamtramck say to you, hey, let's go to watch the Michigan football game or the Michigan State football game. Um, did you ever root for either one of those teams?
1: No, I did no.
0: because No, Mi- I didn't. Yeah, because Michigan right now, the Michigan football team is doing very well, and they have a chance to uh, win the championship this year. So that's why he brings that up.
1: At that point in my life, I was uh, totally involved in soccer. Right. And... Uh... <laughs> Just stay with that and
0: that's it I imagine that if you got to the US in Michigan in the 1950s and they said hey let's go play some baseball and you said no let's play soccer that they would have yeah. beat that they would have beat you in the street <laughs>
1: yeah, well hey
0: you know <laughs> yeah in the u.s you know they don't really have a long rich soccer history you know I, I-
1: quite
0: a bit you know it's not uh it's, it's taken a lot to make that game popular in the u.s um, well, yeah, well. Hey, hey dad let me ask you this chris has a question uh for you and joanne about um at christmas time sometimes like uh maybe this year you'll get a gift from someone that you don't really like but you keep it like uh and you don't open it let's say it's uh i don't know a set of silverware and then the next year, you take that gift and and give it to someone else that's called re-gifting right. uh, yeah. yeah yeah what what are your thoughts on regifting?
1: I think it's all right I mean if you have no use for it right. no need for it uh, find someone that uh, can use it, give it to them yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if they can't use it. I mean, I like to give, like, stuff like that to Mike Stong. Like, if somebody gives me, like, uh, a new tea. If I if somebody gives me, like, a, I don't know, a teapot, then I wrap it up and give it to Mike. <laughs> I don't
1: know. You give anything like that to those guys, and you end up in the garbage.
0: Oh, yeah. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. He should just take it yeah. and throw it away. He shouldn't even open it. Just throw it in the garbage. That's yeah,
1: right. Absolutely.
0: I don't care. I gave him a gift.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be all right. No, I think that'd be okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Regifting is good. Got that. All right. Um, what is something we should all do more of or less of in 2024 to make life good? Chris wants to know. This is some meathead words of wisdom here. What is something we should all do more of or less of? To make for a good year.
1: You're talking about a material thing.
0: Either or, it could be like, um, like for example, if you were to ask somebody that question, they might say laugh more or love more or uh, drive drive better or be a, be a jerk. You know, whatever. What is your opinion? What is something we should all do more of or less of in twenty? 20- well,
1: less complaining, according to Joanne.
0: Less complaining. Okay.
1: Yeah, take the day as it is. It, it is what it is, but don't complain about
0: it. Okay. Now, is there? Have you? Is there anyone in your life that does that? You don't have to say names. Yes. Okay. All right. So there may be somebody in your life that does that. That person needs to, as you say, quote, take the day as it comes. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Be grateful. Be grateful
0: absolutely that is uh you're,
1: alive, you're well you're sitting nicely you're the next year honey you
0: know Yep. you know and that's for a long time uh, that that's a great thing to point out for a long time i've talked to you and one of the consistent things that you have indicated as make that makes you happy is just being in the presence of joanne now that is that is fantastic
1: oh my god yes uh
0: that makes you the most happy, right?
1: It does. It definitely does. Are you kidding? Do you realize what my life would be like if I sat here all by myself?
0: Oh my God! Yeah, I don't. Oh, e- really? Yeah, I don't even want to live in a world where that is going on. I mean, I y- but, but yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. There is no question.
1: Beautiful gift of God, and that's my beautiful wife. Oh. <laughs> you know. You
0: really say some very nice romantic things about her. She must really bring out the best in you, Dad.
1: Well, listen, she's oh, she's so damn loving. Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> that is awesome. You know, there are people hearing this that are hearing you um, speak so fondly, and they're like, my God, he's got it figured out. That's what I need to do. That's how I need to treat my wife. And then uh, the world is theirs. I think that's very, very important.
1: You know, let, let me just uh, tell you this as, a, as an analogy. Suppose I wake up in the morning, do whatever I used to do all by myself, drink my coffee, tea, and all that. And then what can I do? I'm all by myself.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. No, you're...
1: Nothing, nothing in it.
0: Yeah, I and it you know, it's so such a profound thing to say that I actually oftentimes think about that same thing and and to people who don't have someone like a Joanne. I mean, that's a that's a that's a rough one. That is definitely a rough one.
1: Oh my god. No, Joanne is my everything.
0: Well, that you're going to make her cry. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I'm crying myself. I you know it. I know. Well that's wonderful. People love that when you when you uh when you say the things that you say. Um uh, Matt says, "Hey meathead. Uh, what age is the best age?" Uh,
1: what
0: one what? Uh he wants to know like um what age is the best age? Like you might say, well, I'm 90 or I'm 89. 89 is the best age. Some people might say, well, when I was 20, that was the best age. Do you have a, uh, an opinion about what age is the best age?
1: I already know that. Oh, yeah? Every age that you come up with <laughs> is the beautiful, most beautiful age. Yes. I Every see. Every one of them. because you're alive you're well you can walk you can talk what else do you want um
0: i can't think of uh, a better way to put it than every age that you come up with is the most beautiful age (laughs) yeah so true that's that's kind of like that whole live in the moment type of idea you know don't 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 worry about the past. It'll make you sad. Don't worry about the future. You'll get anxious. Uh, worry about today.
1: Absolutely, you put it well.
0: Uh, all right. Let me see if there's anyone uh, who wants to say anything else. I see some other comments that are nasty. I can't read those from Ben, but uh, I see. Be more like. Uh, be more like Meathead. I see a lot of great comments there. And, uh, boy, everybody just loves you guys. I tell you what, um, once again, you've done a fantastic job talking to us. I can't wait to see you soon. I haven't yet booked that, but I have to. And uh, I want to wish you guys the rest of, uh great rest of your day.
1: Thank you so much. I just greatly appreciate Jen, for myself and Joanne as well.
0: Okay. Have a wonderful day. It's, it's, the weather's not too bad. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see you guys soon. Okay.
1: All right. God bless. And thank you so much for calling.
0: Okay. Love okay. you guys. Love you. Okay. See ya.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. There you go. How about him? Boy, he's in love, isn't he? Can you imagine being, um, you know, Joanne and my dad have been together since like 1981. Well, Yeah, that's how long since they've been married. And he's just, he is just head over heels. That is fantastic. Uh, Let's go back on the chat. Amanda weighing in about People who like or hate EZ. She says, nobody at my office likes you. They think you're bad for my self-esteem. Um, all Um. right. Brandis says, I can try to put the bug in his ear, but he doesn't get the opportunity to listen to podcasts much anyway. Molly says, from what I've heard about the show, I love it. Thank you. Cole says, decorations till March, Dono you should probably get a divorce. Kenny says later than New Year's is weird. Mitt says I never take mine down. It's up year round with random shit on it. Dono says we've had a Christmas tree start sprouting roots. Molly says she had her tree up one year for six months. Uh not sure what Kenny means. He says, you just have to be careful not to give it back to the original person. It might have had something to do with what I was talking about. Or drink less, Ben Glaze says. Be more like Zaytunian and less like Zayn. Of course, Kenny says that. Be more like Meathead. There you go again. Pushing the Eric Zeitunian Show podcast. Aram says to Kenny. Kenny says, shut up. I'm just leaning into it. Aram says, me too. Great. Uh, Ben says, eight-year-old... Eight years old is the best. So hot, referring to the best age. Ben goes weird on us with that joke. Uh, Chris says, isn't that the year that you pissed yourself in the store, Ben? And Ben laughs and says, yes. All right. Kenny's talking about the um the regifting. You just have to be careful to not give it back to the original person. Oh my God, you're right. Dono says, Joanne said to complain less, Kenny. I haven't detected a lot of complaining from Kev uh from uh from Kenny lately. Before, you know, he'd get in here under the chat and he'd be like, oh my god. It's 76 degrees. It's freezing. It was 77 yesterday. Oh my God. Somebody made a right turn without turning their blinker on. What are we going to do? That was just like, Jesus, stop. Stop doing that. We used to beat the shit out of them over that. It was brutal. All right. Your old pal EZ needs to go tinkle. I want you to stay right there, okay? Talk amongst yourselves. Have a good time with it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Ben Glaze suggests to Brandis that uh, Brandis's husband should listen to Exes and Bros. That's Ben's radio show that he's the producer of where he is notorious for some awesome behind-the-scenes work, and also, in the first three minutes of every show, uh, the amazing uh, Anthony and Ben awkward breakdown. God, I love that so much. I'm telling you, Ben, on one of those awkward breakdowns, when Anthony asks you a question, So, how are you there, Ben? He'll say to both of you, uh, you and the other guy. So, how are you guys? The other guy doesn't even have a microphone, but he asks the other guy how he's doing. Uh, I'm like, how do you expect him to respond? Like, uh, uh, smoke signals? And Ben always says, I'm good. I want Ben to, like, go off. You know? I'm good. Let me tell you why I love the N-word. Or... You know, just really like give him a yes and that he doesn't expect. I'm good. Holy crap. Uh, you And then just explain whatever it is. A hot chick you saw on the street. How great your wife was or your girlfriend was in the sack last night. I, how much you love anal. I, it doesn't matter. Just, just say something. I love those moments so much. Uh, Chris oftentimes sends me. Chris D says, oh my God, you won't believe this awkward exchange. He listens. So great. Um, before I continue, thank you to Frank Fuss from my policy shop insurance. Okay. This is very, very important. If you have a family, you're married, you've got three kids. Life is good. You work very, very hard. You're building your life. In the unlikely event that something terrible were to happen. And I know that's not the best, most fun thing to talk about, but it could happen. What's going to happen to the family? You shouldn't have to worry about that. That's the type of thought that makes me, like, would make me wake up in the middle of the night and say, holy shit, if something happens to me, what's going to happen to this bunch? You care so much about them. Okay, you need a life insurance policy. And Frank Fuss is going to put you into the best life insurance policy. policy that you could possibly have so you pay a few bucks a month and you're covered for however much you buy insurance for let's say you're one of these guys that spends you know a few bucks and has like a three million dollar life insurance policy imagine that having that peace of mind and that's you really don't have to pay that much money to have uh, that type of life insurance especially especially for some of you who are young healthy You can be a super preferred customer, pay next to nothing per month to have a fantastic life insurance policy for you or your wife or the kids, whatever it may be. I swear by life insurance, I've had it since I was very, very young. Obviously, my dad used to do that and got me to buy it. And I'm encouraging you to reach out to someone uh, to reach out to Frank to make this a priority. Get more information when you go to his website, buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com, and set up a a phone call or a face-to-face with Frank. Thank you to Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay, you have till the end of February now to get the furnace tune-up for free. 616-516-8579. A furnace tune-up is what a lot of people advertise in the uh, HVAC industry at the start of the heating season, which we are in right now. You can get that done anytime though, and you should have it done once a year. Once a year, you uh, service the furnace. Once a year, you service the AC. And part of the reason for that is they can actually um, give you a pretty good estimation as to how much life you have in your furnace or your AC. Joe Martinez, a few years ago, he said to me, EZ, this furnace is fine, but you've got a few years of life on it. It was installed back in 2010. You know, they, 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 there is a finite lifespan, especially for this make and model. Okay. And he was right because it started to go shitty on me uh, not long ago. He goes, this thing's going to nickel and dime you to death. This thing that's wrong with it right now, it's a $1,500 repair. And then this can still go wrong. This can still go wrong. This can still go wrong. Buy a new one. Get a new one easy. I said, you're right. Put a new one in. That was the fateful day uh, that Joe made a little bit of money off me for the furnace. And then his assistant, Chris, the Mexican, went ahead and started playing bumper cars with people on US 131 uh, while he was picking up parts for my furnace. Holy shit. How fantastic was that? I'm so happy that happened. 616-516-8579. The furnace tune-up is free. Joe's teamed up with DTE Energy to make that possible, okay? And that's legit. It isn't like you have to send in a rebate. He shows up, does the work, leaves with your DTE account number, and then it's free. That's it. 616-516-8579. And then don't forget about Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. That's ervines.com, ervines.com servicing all makes and models evs hybrids regular combustion cars what do you think is going to happen to evs and hybrids uh ev and hybrid production if trump wins which if i were a betting man i would say right now that trump is going to win the next election i hope he doesn't win i do not want fucking trump to win but if he does You know, he said, that's right. I'm going to drill. Day one, I'm going to be a dictator. I'm going to drill, drill, drill. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. That's for damn sure. ERVines.com, 616-532-6600. In case you don't know where I stand, Trump's a psychopath. People who love him are psychopaths, and that's how I feel, and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I bust balls all the time about that, but you vote whoever the fuck you want for, uh, want to, I vote, I get one vote. You get one vote. I'm going to vote for anybody, but Trump, you're going to vote for Trump and there will be no, uh, but hurt or hurt feelings about what I say about it. Okay. Fucking grow up. If there's anybody who listens to my show and says, uh I don't agree. And I'm hurt. You're an idiot. Okay, the point of this podcast is entertain you. It shouldn't matter what the fuck I say about Trump, you big pussy. Enjoy the show. Don't get all butthurt because I don't like your guy. Dumbass. I've I've done a good job of weeding those people out. There are a lot of people that listen to my show who love Trump and they don't give a shit what I say about Trump. That is the perfect audience member to me. Okay? Because at the end of the day... I'm not here to kiss anybody's ass about political candidates. I'm here uh, to do the easiest, most uh, uh, entertaining job as possible. And that is speak my mind. Now, whether I'm right or wrong in your world doesn't fucking matter. Okay. Does not matter. The only thing that matters is you're listening. You're entertained. It's helping the day move. And that's the end of it. I'm not here to wave the fucking Tucker Carlson flag. I am here to entertain you period. Uh, all right. Chris in Buffalo says we raise pride flags here, not MAGA flags. Mike says, I can't believe we have to pick between these two idiots again. Well, at least Biden's idiocy is because he has dementia, which I say all the time. Um, Let's see. Uh, I don't think those awkward exchanges are Ben's fault. I agree with that on exes and bros. Kenny suggests Ben says that when Anthony says, "How are you, Ben?" Ben says, "I'm good." Fiance gave up the butt last night. Uh, Kyle Ryan says to Kenny, "You're full of it." Uh, Maples lays, maple slays, maple slays says the Mexican shaking my head what a racist piece of shit well maybe you're new here okay i've got a lot of uh uh, uh references to that shit all the time it's kind of like my thing it has nothing to do with racism it's about humor so lighten up maybe you're new here um and then Kenny tries to explain it yo it's all in jest he's talking about a sponsor chill yeah Joe Martinez is my sponsor, and uh, I oftentimes refer to him that way. Why do I have to explain this to you? Just because you're a fucking child? Idiot. Um, Molly says, vote for me. Y'all won't be disappointed. Mike says, yeah, I voted for Biden. Will again, but it feels like picking between being blind and deaf. It's true. I'm a racist piece of shit, you asshole. I'm the one that said we need to have open borders, you stupid fuck. the fuck is wrong with you? Nate says Kenny is the only racist here. Everyone knows that. That is not true. I cannot support you accusing Kenny of being a racist. I would never dream of saying such a horrible thing, you idiot. Kenny says, give the guy 600. Who? Nate or the guy that calls me a racist? I would, but I'm too damn busy. (sighs) All right. Today is fucked up. Well, it isn't fucked up. I mean, it's appropriate. i have to drive across the state um, for the Ken Calvert visitation. I don't know what to expect with that. There's a couple people that I will know there. A lot of people will be at that um, uh, visitation of Ken Calvert, who... I've had brief interactions with. And generally when it comes to Detroit radio, um, I am very forgettable. So, um, you know, I would love it if I did run into somebody who I know from the past and says, Oh my God, Hey, how are you? But I don't expect that happening. Uh, there's going to be one guy there. Um, Actually a lot of people who um way, way back in the late nineties, I interacted with who I haven't seen in that amount of time from then to now. Uh Becca Shea says, I wonder if Freebird and Hobbings will be there. There's no way. They there there's no way that they would be there. They don't really have any connection. Uh to Calvert. Um, when we established a rapport, him and I, um, they did not. But um, he will be laid to rest tomorrow. So you have the visitation today, tonight, and um, that'll be very, very sad. And then I'll uh, hang out with a buddy. We'll have dinner, Diane and I, and this guy will have dinner. Buddy named Tom, mutual friend, uh, common friend in Calvert. And um, then tomorrow is a uh, full catholic funeral which i haven't set foot in a catholic church in forever i will not be taking communion because i haven't uh, had a full confession i'm not really in the catholic mind these days you know if you heard this thing the other day the pope the vatican the pope said this um uh, priests can now bless gay couples As long as it's not during, okay, so this is, they're starting to soften their stance on gay people, but not really. When I say bless, I mean like, um, uh, and it can only be not during a church ceremony. So occasionally, like in mass, they'll have, um, they will honor like a a couple that's been married for like 50 years. And um, the priest will bless them. And he will then bless all married couples in the congregation in the parish during mass. Okay. Well, all married families, all married couples, please stand up and all these husbands and wives stand up. And then the two old timers are up front. So he blesses them and blesses everybody. Uh, This mass is now ended. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of the father, son, Holy spirit. Amen. And then you sing and then you leave. Now, The priest can now do that to the gays. I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, but not during Mass. So if the priest is taking a walk, he's walking his dog, and a couple uh, gay guys are walking down the street, they say, Father, can you bless us? He could go, oh, hell yes, and bless them right there on the street. That's new. The Pope just said, you can do that. Or maybe they like set it up uh, out of mass. Father, can we visit you and you can bless us? Yes, I will. Um, In the past, the Vatican said, you can't do that because you cannot bless sin. And that's part of the whole... Language thing that really kind of got me like, hey, I don't think it makes sense anymore for me to go to a parish, to church, to support the Catholic Church, be part of the Catholic faith. When I mean, that's my daughter you're talking about. And uh, I don't agree with that. Love is love, in my opinion. And that's the end of it. I didn't always feel that way in my life. I do now. Um, So thus we have an issue. I'll go to another church. Still believe in God. I'm just not going to a Catholic church. Uh, I've had people say, easy. It took, it took something to happen close to your life for you to feel that way. This problem's been ongoing for a long, long time. And uh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Correct. I, uh, I did not consider that prior to it being in my own life. That is true. Uh, Aram says, what gives the priest the power to bless someone on the street? I would just ask God directly and cut out the middleman. Yes. Yes. And that's what a lot of people say. That's a lot of the, uh, knock on organized religion. Why do you need that? That's a great question. It's one that I wouldn't have thought about, but you are correct. It's a wonderful, wonderful point. um, So the Vatican says, okay, now you can go ahead and you can bless the gays. Before they said you can't bless sin. Which, that's still weird. I mean, you can't be half pregnant. If you're the church, you're saying some degree of same-sex couples that are are kind of accepted and blessed, but they can't get married in the church. And it's still a sin, but though it's a sin, as long as it's not during the mass, we're going to go ahead and bless it anyway. And uh, what the fuck is going on here? That's a lot. Sounds like a lot of fucking red tape and bullshit to me. I think I would have more respect for the church if they said, uh, fuck the gays. No, fuck you. You know, enough of this in-between shit. Either you're going to be pro-gay or anti-gay. Chris says, if a gay couple sneezes, the priest can say, bless you. Chris says, the Catholic Church puts far too much power in the priest. He's just a man. Um, I think you'd get an argument there from Catholics. Cole says, Catholic Church, quote, our numbers are down. Let in the gays. That's another argument. People think differently these days. I'm an example of that. The more they hear that, like, hey, um, now if they were to do an about face, um, if they were to do an about face and say, gays are welcome and not only are they welcome uh we want gays to be married in the church and everything that we've said in the past anti-gay is out then i would i would go back to the church uh i think molly means to ask what do you get from being racist being against gays yeah i don't know i i i can't really uh uh you know remove the skull cap and jump into the person's brain. Try to think how they think that's, that's really a a tough way to live to be that type of a soul. It's fucking crazy to me. Um, I only hope that over time, uh, people will just, uh, be less, uh, less stupid about it. If you think about it, the, um, two things in history stand out to me as, um, getting the message quickly. It seems like in the U S in particular it's taken too long for the, for people to get the message about racism and hatred toward gays. You know, it's happening, but it happens slowly. If you think about it, if you were to go back to Imperial, uh, Japan and, um, the Nazis in in Germany during world war two, those two, um, mindsets really did a fast about face. Like the Japanese now, they don't think anything like the way the old school imperial, uh, Japanese felt during world war II, And the same thing with the Nazis in Germany, after we beat the fuck out of both of those countries, they suddenly went, Hey, why don't you tell us how to think? And we'll, and we'll come around to your way of thinking. I mean, nowadays, if you even think about a swastika in Germany, you're arrested you know here in the united states we've got land of the free home of the brave and you got these dumb fucks still waving confederate flags which is pretty much on par with a nazi flag mike has a nice nugget of info he writes i have a catholic nun for an aunt 20 years ago, she called Massachusetts disgusting for legalizing same-sex marriage. Four years ago, she endorsed Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Progress? I think so. Um, Becca Shea says, easy, I know you aren't racist, but when you say the gays or the blacks, that sounds racist. Oh, I know. I know that. That's... um uh meant for ease the nomenclature and um it's you know basically how i talk the whites the gays the blacks that's just you know what that is that's society burning that into you that that's a bad thing to say it's not it's not at all there's black people there's white people cuz you can say there's nothing wrong with saying black people white people gay people but it is wrong to say the gays, the blacks, the whites. That, that doesn't make sense. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. So my job is to try to normalize those. It's just ease. I mean, if I said black people, white people, gay people, the meaning is the same. So what's the big deal, I guess? You know what I mean? It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Besides, it's funny. No one, no one talks like that. So when I, uh, it, it makes people go, what the fuck is he doing? Because he seems like he's not anti-gay, but he's saying the gays. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's just easier. And to some, to some degree, it's funny. I've I've never really dabbled in the, oh God, I really got to watch what I say. The second I start watching what I say, uh, it just gets fucking weird. It's just so much easier to just be me. Um, Aram says, I can't help but think any decision the church makes is based on cash flow, which I don't find, to be honest. I agree with you. I think that that's true. Cole says it also sounds funny when you say that. Rebecca Rebecca says okay. Uh, Ben says, pretty sure one side of my family is homophobic and transphobic awkward to be around. Oh, I know I've got people like that in my family. I know it. Oh my god. So here I've got my daughter dating a transgender individual. Um one of the one of the coolest things about Ash is um female sensibility but um outwardly in appearance and demeanor male, like does dude shit, changing tires, dressing like a dude, behaving dude is fantastic, but yet you got to be careful on an emotional level. You can't just, you, you got to figure this shit out. Everything is, is new to me. I'm figuring that out. Uh, Maureen says, I definitely have family members who are racist. Very awkward when when my sons are half black. So when it comes to like half black people, do I say the half blacks? That That would fit for what I do. Oh my God, the blacks are pissed. The whites are pissed. Those half blacks are furious. Kenny says that sucks, Maureen. Bob says better Then what my mother-in-law says, she lets the N-bombs fly. Brandis says, you being you is why I'm here. Kyle says, Zane, it's okay to refer to me and others as the gays. If anyone has a problem, let me know. Yeah, I'm fortunate because I've done this long enough that I do have representatives from various walks of life who understand me, and so they'll vouch. You know, if I need to call on one of the blacks to vouch for EZ, I can get that done. There's not a ton of them, but the ones that support know that EZ all right. Kenny adds, accept people where they are in life and who they are. It's not anyone's job to change others. Just accept them and love them how they are, period. Fucking brilliant thing you just said there. You just let the river take you. And have a good time. Uh, Linda says she is not the one of them that is uh, not so accepting of Maureen's children. Well, of course not. We knew that. Ben writes, yeah, a family member of mine was throwing around the N-word like crazy at Christmas. Made me hard. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I honestly couldn't tell you how the fuck we got on this topic. Oh, the thing was talking about the Catholic Church being in a Catholic Church tomorrow. Um, so that will be touching. Uh, saying goodbye to Ken Calvert. God, man, that dude. Uh, I've been seeing so many tributes from um, various people. I thought I was unique. Of course, I did many people like me, um, who were influenced by that guy to, um, you know, talk into a microphone for a living. I'll just leave it right there. Cause if I start talking too much about it, I'll start crying, but I swear to God his life. Um, the things he's done have been all shit that I said, God damn it. I want to do that. I want to do what that fucker's doing. So awesome. May he rest in peace. Yesterday, I went and sat down with Gracie from King's Room Barbershop. She was at the Wyoming location at 821 36th Street Southwest next to the costume room. Typically, Andy, um, one of the owners, cuts my hair. But Andy's been feeling under the weather lately. His uh, health's been a little bit kind of the type of health that wrecks the holiday. He hasn't been feeling well. I hope he gets better soon. Uh, But Deidre and Gracie were at King's Room in Wyoming yesterday, and um, I I went and saw them. Alex was there, too. Actually, she wasn't there, but she's supposed to be. She might have been doing something. Anyway, always uh, well-staffed, ready for you, all walk-ins, no appointments necessary. King's Room Barbershop, three locations, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and 821 36th Street, in Wyoming, Michigan. Haircut's going to set you back 19 bucks plus tip. They do an awesome job. Um, and just so fantastic. I mean, they, they just do a great job cutting hair. It is a standard that has been set. They're the absolute best. And uh, I want you to support them. Guys get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Guys and ladies who like short hair. Okay. Uh, that's what they do at King's Room Barbershop. Exact location information and schedules of the stylists at kingsroom.net. Finally, on today's show, thank you to Impact Power Sports, my latest sponsor. Online at Impact Power Sports, mi.com, Michigan's newest dealer for Yamaha golf carts, which are the best in the business. And they can make a golf cart look like whatever you want it to look like. You can make your golf cart look like a Chevy Chevelle if you want. If you get it at Impact Power Sports and they trick it out. Some people do that. They got a ton of cash. Hey, man, trick out my golf cart. Impact Power Sports, online at impactpowersportsmi.com. And when I say Power Sports, that means anything that's fun, they have there. Motorcycles, side-by-sides, ATVs, UTVs, electric bikes, and all these things can be serviced, full service shop for you at Impact Powersports. They're in Rockford, Michigan. Exact location details on their website, impactpowersportsmi.com. All right. It's time for the asshole of the day. Yesterday, it was a Christmas Light Judge. Twas the, Twas the nightmare before Christmas. Isn't that the documentary? About the guy, the lawyer with all the lights. A lot of people said that there was more to that story and that the lawyer, in fact, is a real asshole. You'll find that out in that documentary. Asshole of the Day brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. What the hell? Who should I have as your asshole of the day? Any suggestions? Uh, Brandis says, sorry for your loss, by the way. Um, That is very kind. Very sweet. Um, Let's see. Family members that say the N-word. Definitely asshole of the day nominees. Kenny thinks it's Nate. Uh, Nate referred to Kenny as a racist. I think you two would like each other. I really do. I think there's just been a little bit too heavy handed of an approach and little column a little column B, but I think you two could be best buds. Okay. Asshole of the day. Hold on. I wrote that wrong. I was writing like a book. O'Neill's having a dream. I'm sorry, you people have to uh, witness racist family members, but those are the uh, uh, assholes of the day. Thank you very much, Chris. Hold on a second. Listen to O'Neill here. Okay, I think he's done having his dream. Just yipping. Uh, Folks, have a great rest of your day. If I don't talk to you on Patreon, then I will be back with a fresh show on Tuesday. Otherwise, sign up on Patreon at patreon.com slash Eric Zane and check out today's Patreon bonus podcast and check out Something to Listen to While I'm Away, which new episodes, new, in air quotes, of uh, those episodes will drop tomorrow, Thursday. Thursday the 28th, Friday the 29th, and Monday the 1st. 1-1-24 one, 1 Those take uh, Those taken from um, winter, Mar- February, early March of the year 2010. My God, you're going to love that. Otherwise, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye.